Welcome to Changemakers, a podcast from APH. We're talking to people from around the world who are creating positive change in the lives of people who are blind or visually impaired. Here's your host. Hello and welcome to Changemakers. I'm APH's Public Relations Manager, Sarah Brown, and today we're previewing the upcoming APH annual meeting. We'll talk to an organizer to find out what you can expect during the meeting, and we'll also learn about the completely redesigned Louis database and check in with the National Prison Braille Network. Up first, we have APH's National Director of Outreach Services, Leanne Grillot. Hello, Leanne, and welcome to Changemakers. Hello, glad to be here. So tell us, what can we expect during this year's annual meeting? Well, we definitely did our little hop, skip, and jump into virtual again this year. Not that it's what we wanted. We really wanted to see everyone's smiling faces, give hugs and high fives. But to keep everyone safe, we went virtual again. This year, we uh, chose to stretch it so that it's over a group of days. It's also only in the Eastern time zone afternoons. So there's definitely differences. With that, we also took into account the things we learned from last year. So don't expect last year's conference. It's a new one. This is the time to gain knowledge, learn about our products, learn about our services, but then also to talk to one another. Okay. And can you tell us a little bit what's new for attendees? As always, we have new products and new services. So this is the time you get to talk about them, get a sneak peek at some of those, some that are still in the works, but you get a chance to talk to the people who are working on building those. And we have some new services coming into play. So those are some things to really think about now. Something else really unique for this annual meeting, which we have never done before, is we are having regional connections. We are having a time in the second week where groups by their region will be able to get together with their ex officio trustees, our support people at APH, and be able to learn a little bit more about who is in their region and what type of support and training is available for that region. Wow, that's going to be awesome. And it's, it's, it's really helpful so people can learn who's in their region. So what, so what are some of the sessions and topics that are on the docket for annual meeting? Well, if you are interested in a dynamic tactile display, well, it's on its way to reality. I think as a teacher of students with visual impairments, we have always thought about this tablet of Braille lines before, but we are actually working on making this a reality. And if you want to learn a little bit more about that and the process that's going into it, join us. It'll be great. Now, something else, if you haven't heard about Polly, which is the gamification of Braille learning, well, you're in for a treat. Polly is a really unique tool for our students getting ready to come out soon. So you'll hear a little bit more about that. Again, brand new. If you are a Louie fan, there has been a redesign for our Louie database for looking up textbooks. Guess what? You get to hear all about it at 
annual meeting. So those are just some of the sessions, but there will be things for just about everyone, whether you're a college professor who wants to learn about what textbooks are getting ready to come out, if you are a orientation mobility instructor and you want to give your feedback on the products that we make and what products you'd like to see, if you're a teacher of students with multiple disabilities and you want to give feedback about the light box kits one, two, and three that we have, we're looking for that feedback. This is the time to make your voice heard, but then also hear what other people's ideas are. Okay. And just in case anybody does not know, tell us who, who can attend the annual meeting? Is it just for specific individuals or is it for everyone? What's really interesting is annual meetings started out for our ex officio trustees, a meeting. It's a meeting. And usually you're invited to a specific meeting to attend. It has grown since then. And the idea of what we're bringing to something called a meeting is we're surrounding a small piece of time. There is still a meeting that happens for our ex officio trustees, but we surround that with the educational components about the products and services. That's a part of what APH has to do. We are to educate about what we have. And the ex officio trustees are just a small portion of the people who utilize what we have. So we invite the world. If you're a parent, if you're a teacher, you can even be a general education teacher. We welcome you with open arms. If a student wants to attend, we can't stop you from attending. Please join us. Again, this is an activity that we must do to educate. And now when you register for the meeting, I learned last year, which was my first annual meeting of a, there was the app, which I thought was super cool and so handy because it gave notifications that your session that you wanted to attend is about to start. Can you tell us a little bit more about the app and just how convenient it is and um, what users can expect? So the app is tied after you register. So you register in something called Cvent. That's the platform that you register, and it connects directly to an app called Crowd Compass. So once you make your selections of what activities you want to attend, you then have an app that you can either access on your phone, a tablet, a computer screen. Uh, it, the computer screen looks more like a website, but it's the same thing, has the same information. And you can get notifications. You can then use that tool to select the session and enter utilizing the virtual link that's available for you. There's actually a lot in there. You can read about the speakers. You can send messages to the speakers, but you can also find those other individuals who are attending annual meeting and say hi to them. If you are a college student and you want to make some connections with some of the professionals in different states, because you might be looking for a position there, you can shoot a message. Hey, are there any positions in New Mexico that I can apply to? So there's actually a lot more in there. I hope to see more utilization of the app this year, because hopefully people had a taste of it last year. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I thought that was really awesome to have. Just really nice and convenient. Just so handy and convenient. Now, is there anything else you'd like to mention about annual meeting? I would say one of the things we did is we learned from last year. Last year was our first virtual conference. And so we are doing things different. One of the things that's really big is we definitely broke it up. We kept mostly meat and potatoes. We are trying to really give you the content. There are still going to be some of those 
normal feel-good things like the Insights Art Contest or the Hall of Fame induction. We have a few little new little pieces coming in there. We have awards, APH awards that we are giving out. And we haven't done that for a while. And we're going to do it for the first time again this year. So realize that there's going to be a break between each session. That's really important. We all need to get up and stretch. We hope you do. And there is a section during the second week where we are really looking for your voice for the product showcase and the services showcase. Our idea is to provide you with knowledge, but then seek your feedback. We need to know, is this a product that works for you? Is this a service that's providing help for your students? Is there something missing that you want from APH? Or is this something we need to tweak and make just a little bit better? We really do need your voice. It is part of the role of annual meeting. We already get advice from our ex officio trustees, but we need those boots on the ground too. So we are looking for that. So that's something a little bit different. Thank you so much, Leanne, for joining us on Changemakers. You are very welcome. And I hope to see all of our audience at annual meeting in a few weeks. Okay, thank you. Up next, we're going to learn about the much needed changes to the Louie database. We have APH's Digital Resources and Technical Services Manager, Linda Turner. Hello, Linda, and welcome to Changemakers. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. So can you tell us what's going on with the Louie database? I hear there's some exciting changes coming along. Yes, we are very excited that the Louie database of accessible material is getting a completely redesigned website, making it easier for our users to find Braille, large print, and electronic textbooks and recreational reading materials for students who are blind and visually impaired. And how is this change an improvement from the previous layout? Well, it would be great for Louie to take advantage of new technology to streamline and update the interface and improve search functionality by adding filters and an advanced search feature. We want to make the new website faster, easier to navigate, more user-friendly, and completely accessible for our users. Have all these changes taken effect as of today? They have not taken effect yet. We don't have a definitive launch date yet, but we plan on starting user testing in October. We hope to go live before the end of the year. And how can listeners find this new and improved Louis database? The Louis website is located at Louis, in the same site that it currently is located. Okay, and is there anything else you'd like to add about this redesigned database? The APH and the Louis staff endeavor to provide our customers with the most accurate, up-to-date information about the availability of accessible educational materials, and the Louis redesign is an integral part of this mission. Wonderful. Okay, Linda, thank you so much for joining me today on Changemakers. All right, thank you, Sarah. Up next, we're going to hear the latest from the National Prison Braille Program. We have APH's Prison Braille Senior Director, Jama Hawkins. Hello, Jama, and welcome to Changemakers. 
Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Now, can you tell us about the National Prison Braille Network? The Prison Braille Network is a group of professionals from the vision, the corrections field, as well as ex-offenders who have been released from prison braille programs and have cottage businesses at home. It's a group that was formed in the year 2000 by Gary Mudd and Nancy Lacewell. And it was to bring all of the avenues of prison braille together so that we could bounce ideas off of each other, solve problems, overcome hurdles, and make good plans for the future. Now, can you tell us when was this program developed? You said in the early 2000s. Can you tell us a little bit more? Yes. Um, As Prison Braille, you know, we have 44 programs in 31 states. Those states are rather, each program is an island and they weren't really connecting to each other. So we wanted to bring everyone together to, to get a better feel and to become a network of of colleagues and actually, you know, as the years unfold, we've become a huge network of friends as well. And to see what the issues are, um, exchange ideas, produce the best Braille teams as possible. And I remember when it started as a very small focus group with less than 12 of us in a room, our last prison braille forum that we had in 2019 in person, there were 31 states in the room with 75 people. It has blossomed. It has grown. We've watched the success and we've overcome the hurdles and continue to network and and grow that network and provide more services to prison braille programs to children to our Braille reading students, and to those who are released from prison. And can you tell us how many programs and inmates are participating in this prison Braille network? We have 44 programs in 31 states, and there are over a thousand people collectively participating. Now, who benefits from this program? You know, This is a program that everyone benefits from. The Braille reading student benefits by receiving a quality, well-rounded education and is given the opportunity of a higher education. And, you know, they go on to graduate college now and become happy, independent, productive citizens. The inmate benefits by earning national certifications. There is literary formatting Nimeth, which is high math, UEB technical, music certifications, proofreading certifications, as well as tactile graphic creation. Each certification that an inmate earns is an additional service that he or she can provide as a private transcriber when released then they can go on to have a cottage business in their home using those unique skills while making that favorable wage. So it's win-win. Everyone wins. And one last question. Is there anything else you'd like listeners to know about this program? I think if I had to say anything, I would, I would focus again on, you know, prison Braille is really the best kept secret. Most people don't know where their textbooks come from, nor is it their job to know. Just like sighted kids don't pick up an English book and go, wow, I wonder who, 
wrote this book. I mean, it just doesn't happen. So if I had to think of anything, I would go back to it's win-win. The inmates aren't in it for the income. They're in it for the outcome. And they spend years gaining these skills and also work ethic, teamwork, organizational skills. When they're released, they can use those skills to become the best person that they can be, all the while providing those educational material to Braille reading students who receive a meaningful education and they discover their passion as a result and use it to go on to a higher education and they too become the best people that they can be. So one feeds the other and everybody wins. I like that. Everybody wins. Okay, Jama, thank you so much for joining us today on Changemakers. Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to promote our program. It's a big passion of mine. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Changemakers, and we will put any links or websites mentioned in this podcast in the show notes. And as always, be sure to look for ways you can be a changemaker this week.